Welcome to the People's Crypto Breakdown. Today is Monday, May 7th, 2018. My name is David. I am your host. Bitcoin came very close to breaking the $10,000 price mark, but just failed to cross over. It got to $9,922.88 on Saturday night but it did not quite break 10,000. I think it did on some Asian exchanges, but by and large didn't break 10K and then it fell back down pretty low, went to 9,200 and it's been floating in that 9,200 to 9,500 range ever since Sunday. So we tested for 10,000, we didn't quite get there. And even if we had gotten there, I don't know if it would have sustained, if prices would have uh, stayed there, how much support there would have been. I do anticipate there would have been a sell-off anyway, maybe even a bigger sell-off. So maybe the price of Bitcoin would have went down even more if we had not, or I, I should say if we did break 10,000. So kind of a disappointment for bitcoin seller or bitcoin investors i should say but i i did take the opportunity to purchase some more bitcoin as it fell from 10,000 to 9,200 or almost 10,000 to 9,200 i think i picked some up at 9,400 as well as some ethereum uh, coins have basically been moving in lockstep with one another. I did notice EOS or EOS, however you say that one, moving separate from a lot of other cryptos, which is pretty interesting to note. That coin in particular, EOS, is picking up a pretty good head of steam. And I wonder if I should pick some up. It would require me to get on a different exchange. I do like Coinbase. I think I'd have to get on Binance in order to pick up some EOS. Something to definitely look into, but really the headline today is that Bitcoin just did not quite pass over that $10,000 kind of symbolic price line that we all wanted to see. I think we'll get there. Well, I, I am very certain we'll get there. It's just going to take a little bit more time and we're going to have to be a little bit more patient and we're going to have to be a little bit more disciplined about our buying. Let's buy before it breaks 10,000, maybe not after. Let's buy into weakness, which I did today, and sell into strength. So when it starts hitting 15,000 and 20,000, then you gotta start thinking about booking some gains because the tidal wave of momentum, of interest coming in from outside, people outside of cryptos will be so large and far be it that we don't remember the lessons of Bitcoin 20,000 from late 2017. So let's keep those in the back of our mind as we get closer to both Bitcoin 10,000 and then far beyond. At least I think we'll go far beyond Bitcoin 10K. So the markets did get a little bit skittish, unfortunately. Uh, we did have a good 
week of news last week, which was kind of surprising, which I guess I should say made it surprising that Bitcoin didn't cross over into 10K and hold 10K. Um, You have Goldman Sachs, which is a big investment bank here in the United States. They announced that they are planning to open a crypto trading desk. So basically their own crypto exchange. Uh, That's great news. That should be Bitcoin higher price news. Um, The South Korean ICO market might soon be coming back. So an ICO is when a new cryptocurrency is launched and it's sold. Korea, uh, or South Korea, I should say, banned this procedure, this process. Well, it might be coming back because they are crypto crazy in Korea. Uh, What else happened last week? Oh, a guy on Wall Street said that wider adoption might, so wider crypto adoption might be weakening um, the interest in Bitcoin or Ethereum or Litecoin in, in our society at large might be falling off a little bit. So that was kind of bad news and maybe that precipitated the decline, the fall from nearly 10K, the retreat. Um, what else could have been going on? Well, there was something that I definitely wanted to talk about today. I get really burpy when I start doing podcasts. Oh, excuse me. And I'm never like this until I start talking into a microphone. I don't know what's going on. Okay. What I really wanted to talk about was Warren Buffett, who we have spoken about on this show before. Mr. Buffett is, uh, he has a net worth of approximately 83 billion with a B dollars, I think. He is probably the most successful investor of all time. Um, You're talking about a guy that started with basically nothing and turned it into $83 billion. That's pretty dang good. Well, Warren Buffett is now in his 80s. I think he's 87. And he has lately been doing a lot of reflecting on both the past, so his successes, his kind of investment philosophy. He has a company called Berkshire Hathaway that does investing. It's made their customers a lot of money over many decades, along with Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger, the principals of the company. Uh, It's also publicly owned, I think. And he's, anyway, Warren Buffett's been reflecting a lot about his time as an investor, and he's been offering a a little bit of his thought process on the future as well. And he hasn't been super kind uh, uh, when he's talking about Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies. I think last week I gave news that he said cryptocurrencies are basically gambling. Now, he doesn't outright dismiss cryptos. He more says, well, these aren't really real investments because they haven't been around long enough, so they don't have much of a track record. And if you're going to buy some, make sure it's discretionary money that you can afford to lose, which I really agree with. But let's look at all sides of the story here, and let's get into something very interesting that Mr. Buffett... Mr. Bitcoin hater said on Saturday, on Saturday, Berkshire Hathaway, which is Warren Buffett's company, 
they held their annual shareholder meeting. So they are a publicly traded company, which means you can buy and sell stock in them. Everyone who owns Berkshire Hathaway stock is a part owner of Berkshire Hathaway, the company, and thus is invited to the annual shareholder meeting. These are, you know, very common for large companies. I think, I don't know if it's mandatory that every company that's publicly traded has a shareholder meeting. Anyway, Berkshire Hathaway, aka Warren Buffett, basically had their shareholder meeting on Saturday. Warren Buffett told a very peculiar and interesting story. Now, he is maybe the most successful investor of all time, but he did say that he had to have a friend of his named Bill Gates tell him to stop using AltaVista, the search engine, and switch to Google. And he said, it would have been a lot easier to do this if I had some insight into certain businesses. And what he's referring to is that he did not believe in and thus did not buy the stocks of Google and Amazon. He passed on these stocks out of, and he admitted this on Saturday, out of his own ignorance of these certain businesses, he calls it. He basically doesn't know much of anything about tech. I, maybe that's kind of harsh. Maybe he feels like he is scared of tech in some way. I'm not really sure, but he came out and basically recognized his own mistake. He did not buy the two of the most successful earning stocks of the past, what, 20, 30, 40, 50 years? So kudos to Warren Buffett for being able to recognize his own mistakes, his even though he's earned 80 whatever billion dollars in his career. Um, he might be the greatest investor ever, but it doesn't mean he holds a crystal ball. Far from it, actually. He can still be wrong. And he can not only just be wrong, he can be epically wrong, like he was on Google and on Amazon stock. Literally two of the biggest running stocks in the past 20 years. So for a person who does stock picking as a profession, it seems kind of funny that he flubbed on those two stocks, right? And I'm not trying to disrespect Warren Buffett in any way, shape, or form. He's the king of investing as far as I'm concerned, and there's 80 billion reasons why he's the king. But let's never think that he's beyond reproach, that he has a crystal ball, that he can see the future. And Let's especially not think that on matters of tech, which he kind of seems to not have very much of a feel for, to say the very least. This is a guy who was using AltaVista and had to be urged to switch over to Google as his search engine. And I just had a thought. I want to see what happens when you go to AltaVista.com. Oh, it just redirects to Yahoo. I guess they must have sold to Yahoo. Okay, what were some other good search engines back in the day? How about askjeeves.com? Wow, it's still around. But they got rid of the butler looking guy. Oh, it just redirects to ask.com. 
Yeah, Jeeves was the butler, right? He he wore like a tuxedo and he was on the homepage and then you could ask him any question and it was um, ask, ask Jeeves or ask was branded differently in that, oh, in this search engine, you type the search as a question. Oh, ask Jeeves. So instead of searching for good Vietnamese food in Seattle. You would go to Ask Jeeves and you would type in, what is good Vietnamese food in Seattle? Or what are some good Vietnamese restaurants in Seattle? What were some other good search engines? Alta Vista, Ask Jeeves. Is Bing still around? It must be. Bing. Bing is still around. It looks like they're trying to be kind of a news slash search engine slash Please sign up for Outlook. Yeah. So anyway, let's get back to the story. I often digress and talk about really stupid things. Oh, Warren Buffett. So, yeah, he's the master of investing, no doubt. His record speaks for itself. That doesn't mean he can't be wrong. And that doesn't mean he can't really be wrong on matters of technology, which he's super duper been wrong about before. Um... And, hey, let's call a spade a spade here. He's pretty old. He's 87. So he is probably more removed from knowledge about technology than ever before. Even more than when he passed on buying the stock of Amazon and of Google. And let's put one one other thing clearly on the table here. I don't think, I don't know if Warren Buffett alluded to this or made this clear or not, but he is a huge shareholder of Wells Fargo Bank. I think he owns something or Berkshire Hathaway owns something like 10% of Wells Fargo, which Wells Fargo, along with pretty much every other bank, has a direct interest in cryptocurrencies failing. Because when you talk about what cryptos are, which is decentralized payments happening person to person and you're taking out the intermediary whether that's the multinational government um, the federal reserve or your big bank or your little bank whatever when you take those players out that's those are a lot of third parties that are that are going to lose money as they kind of mediate the exchange of money cryptocurrencies by definition of their very nature are very threatening to banks. So when Warren Buffett says he doesn't really believe in cryptos as an investment, I think there's at least a little bit of bias in there. He owns, he might own some other banks too, I don't know, but I know he has a big ownership of Wells Fargo Bank and Wells Fargo has a direct incentive or motivation to see cryptocurrencies fail. Um, So let's just make sure all the cards are flipped up on the table. Uh, Warren Buffett, he's the man, he's the king, no question, but he can certainly be wrong. Yeah, he doesn't like Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies. That's good, he's 87. He also didn't like Google and Amazon. He is very far from beyond reproach and he kind of seems to not have a very good feel for technology. So. Really, that's what I wanted to talk about today. Cryptos did not quite, well, Bitcoin did not quite cross over that 
$10,000 mark, but I think it'll get there. I think it will pretty soon, and it's going to run. It's going to run pretty good after that. And, oh, Warren Buffett is very smart, very successful, and kind of a knucklehead on tech. So don't take too much uh, discouragement from what he says about Bitcoin. All right. For the, oh, uh, what do I always say? Uh, always be vigilant. Always dream big. Do your research. This is not, not, not investment advice. I am a complete and total, utter freaking knucklehead in case you couldn't already tell. Uh, so please don't take my word for anything. Do your own research. Um, I try to always disclose when I might have a conflict of interest. Uh, oh, I do own Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum anyway. So um, that's something I should disclose, although that should be fairly obvious. Um, ba -ba 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 -ba. Yeah, what else do I say? Oh, our theme music is by the Heatley Brothers. They offer royalty-free theme music on their YouTube channel. Just search for the Heatley Brothers. Lots of really broke podcasters like me can get music for free from the Heatley Brothers. Thank you so much, Heatley Brothers, for the People's Crypto Breakdown on Monday, May the 7th, 2018. My name is David. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye.